Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. Now, speaking of St. Patrick's Day, there has been much debate about some of the extortionate prices being charged for accommodation in Dublin for St. Patrick's Night. Those in the industry have put it down to a number of factors, including rates increases, rising energy prices and continued demand for hotel accommodation as part of the state's response to the crisis in Ukraine. But a long-standing problem with the supply of hotels has also been cited, which those in the tourism industry say predates the war in Ukraine. So is demand for hotels outstripping supply? Is that why hotel prices are rising? And does Dublin have too few or too many hotels? To discuss this, I'm joined by Hazel Chu, Green Party councillor and former Dublin Lord Mayor, and also by Linda Daly, business reporter at the Sunday Times. I'm going to start with you, uh, Linda. Um, What's your own view? Are we in this situation because Dublin simply needs more hotel rooms? Um, well, I mean, right, there are a number of reasons why we need, um, why the prices have gone up. Yes, we definitely need more hotel rooms. I interviewed Niall Gibbons from Tourism Ireland um, last year sometime, and his answer was simply, yes, we do. So we have about 22,500 at the moment. Um, there was kind of a complaint a few years ago saying, you know, we had too many being built. So there were, after 10 years of nothing, there are about like 100 hotels planned. Not all of them have come to fruition. Um, and the less elasticity we have in the market, the higher the prices will be during high times like St. Patrick's Day. And look, I mean, the fact is that I mean, hotels are busy and occupancy rates are high and that has a knock on effect on the um, on the prices of hotels. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, the fewer kind of you know, cheaper hotels that are in the market, the higher, as as the um, vacancy goes higher, you know, so if it's up above 90%, that will push the prices up. Now, some people might argue that hotels shouldn't be able to charge extortionate prices, and of course they shouldn't. But if there's no competition in the market, they will be able to do that. Absolutely. And you're hoping that the more supply leads to um, reduced uh, costs. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, um, you know, do we have enough hotels to accommodate uh, demand and particularly the tourist demand? Um, as I say, the, the uh, tourism sector for many years has been arguing for uh, more rooms, particularly in Dublin. Yes, yeah, so there's about 22,500 rooms. Um, if you look kind of internationally at, at cities that are similar to ours in size, Barcelona has, I think, over 30,000. Amsterdam um, has, has the same. And as well, they also have Airbnb um, and hostels. Now, we're trying to get rid of Airbnb, um, you know, to bring them back into the housing stock rightly. So if we are going to get rid of them, we need to replace them and we need to replace them with hotels. I want to bring in Hazel Chu there. Hazel, when you were a Lord Mayor of Dublin and you were calling for a curb of hotels, you did recognise at the time that Dublin's tourism sector um, to support employment and tourism, that that there was a need for more um, hotels. You know, I know we still haven't returned to pre-COVID occupancy rates, um, but we still don't have enough hotel rooms in Dublin to accommodate tourist demand. Well, our tourist rates haven't come back yet. That's the thing, Gerbil. That's the first thing we need to notice. And the second thing is, I don't disagree with Linda. I think we do need more hotels, but they need to be better planned. And there are certain areas that are quite decimated by hotels. That's why we don't need it in terms of being... uh, 
in terms of kind of uh, certain areas like Dublin 8, for example, uh, having more than one hotel, having quite a few, or we don't need cultural institutions like when we saw the uh, pub being, uh, cobblestone in uh, Stony Batter being taken away because they wanted to build more hotels. So there there is proper planning in place to be had here. And so, that's so, so did what you get it wrong then? Plan that we have. Yeah, did you get it did wrong get in it your wrong earlier call? First, if, if you're accepting no, that... No, 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 no. I, I said it. I, I'm accepting what Linda said there in terms of we need uh, perhaps more accommodation in, in terms of certain seasons because this is seasonal as well. So I'm not saying uh, we, we got, I'm not saying I'm got it wrong in terms of we need more hotel across the board. We don't. So because we do have certain seasons when it's low seasons, those hotel occupancies aren't, um, aren't full, right? So certain high seasons, we have a more occupancy in in places and the, the argument saying that the high prices uh, if we can lower high, uh, lower the prices if we had uh more hotels. I don't think that actually is the case. If you look at St. Patrick's Day, if you look at other uh, festivals uh, uh, periods where hotels happen to jack up the prices, and these are things that uh, hotels can reduce themselves. So it's not not necessarily just a demand and supply matter. It's a case of the hotels cutting their costs themselves. And Linda, what do you think of that? Do you agree? Um, yeah, look, right, the hotels can do, but if you have the likes of a Premier Inn coming in, and Premier Inn are going to build, they want to build 2,500 rooms, and um, they've got two hotels now in Dublin at the moment. So if you have them, and they you know, are known for their low prices, then the hoteliers will be kind of, put manners on them, if that makes sense. Makes sense, I should say. So you know, you have the Point A hotels, you have the Moxie One. These are uh, that's a German kind of low cost brand. You have Res, which is Rayburn's um, the hotel. So they're kind of lower, simple, and they will put manners on other hotels during the high. But do season. they, do, 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 Linda? Does it? Because I wonder sometimes, does more supply lead to lower rates, or it actually does? Uh, sometimes no. the budget hotel, sometimes a budget hotel you stay in is a, a, a bit more akin to something that might be mid or um, up market. Market. Like, I mean, what's going on there, Linda? Well, this is right. OK, Ireland is well known for kind of charging above the rates. Um, but I suppose there aren't those hotels in at the moment. They're being built. They're coming. So I was speaking to um, Joe Stenson from Point A last year, and he said that they will go in at 10% lower than the average room rate. So if all those are higher, they will go in higher. You know, so I, I genuinely, genuinely think that the more competition, the less prices. And yes. I know cultural... Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say just Hazel to that, you know, look, because hotels are businesses at the end of the day, they're not going to invest millions in building rooms if they don't think they can fill them. And the, the business case must clearly be there if they're going to do that. And we're looking at the business case rather than looking at what we need for the capital and what we need for Dublin. And what we need for Dublin is better planning and more housing. At 12.7%. Can we not have both? Can we not have both Hazel? No, no, no. And there's not enough of both, Derville. That's the thing. There are some areas, for example, I go back to Dublin 8, and I'm not just zoning in on there for a reason, but you look at the amenities they previously had, you look at the markets they had, the uh, different community space they have, they don't have those anymore because they have now hotels. So yes, absolutely, that hotels make a business and they need to make a business. But do they really at the sacrifice is of it communities? A, is it a zero-sum game? You know, when you look at that hotels, housing, cultural spaces and communities, can we not with better and more innovative and intelligent, des- intelligent design achieve that? Is that not what, 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 well, what, what the legislation can, can do? Like, 
No, no, and that's what we plan to do, and that's what we had a new city development plan to do, because previous city development plan iteration had more focus on built to rent, more focus on hotels, more focus on student accommodation. Now we realise those uh, those places don't literally benefit the city as much as we, we needed it to. So this iteration of the development plan is a focus more on housing, is a focus more on community. So there will be hotels coming down the line that have previous planning permissions or planning permissions in the in, in the work. So the argument saying there's going to be no hotels whatsoever, that's not true. There will be hotels coming. And my my point is we need to make sure they balance out and make our communities better. And Linda, look, looking at that, you know, we, we, we have a lot of construction at the moment, but we're not alone. I think cities like Copenhagen, which we would be quite comparable to, also saw a huge increase in their construction. But does Hazel have a point about that balance that we achieve is bringing in all of that occupancy in the rooms and, you know, building, building tourist accommodation for people to come and experience our culture and then does the culture disappear? Does she have a point? Yeah, look, she does. We need cultural spaces and Dublin City Council has done a good thing by saying that if you're going to knock down a cultural space, you have to kind of replace it. Um, But Willie White in the Dublin Enquirer last year made a very good point and he said, why are we leaving it to developers to provide the cultural spaces? So why doesn't Dublin City Council provide them? I think it's wrong to say the Liberties doesn't have any cultural spaces left. It's been replaced. A lot of the building has happened around student accommodation. Yes, there have been about four hotels built and there are more planned. But if you look at kind of the Diageo Guinness area, there are a couple of hotels planned there, but there are also cultural spaces and apartments and homes. Um, I think a lot of the spaces that were used by cultural um, by the community were underdeveloped and that's why they went in and they took them over. So Dublin City Council should be stepping in yeah. and providing some spaces as well. And, and what do you say to, to that, Hazel? Disclosure of interest, I used to live in the Liberties, which is a great <laughs> neighbourhood, but what do you say to that? And, and I used to work for uh, the area as well. And I don't like this is the thing. I think myself and Linda are in a lot of agreement on things because I don't disagree with that. The DCC has to step in. They do have to step in. And this is why we, we try to step in through the development plan and through making sure that each area zoned for is not uh, saturated by hotels, by built to rent or by uh, student accommodation, which was the pitfall of last time. So and this is why we look at each individual communities and look at, well, how many hotels is in the area do we need anymore and look and have a planning restriction for that and that's something I did pull in for this development plan It's interesting one of our uh, callers Mick, says um, I'm very busy at work we don't jack our prices up because of demand for our services it's pure rubbish uh, talks in prices are high due to demand it is down to greed Hazel and Linda um, obviously at the moment there is opposition to hotel building um, is that partly do you think Linda because it's more visible maybe than other developments because depending on who you speak to we need all of those we need more student accommodation we need more hotel accommodation we need more cultural spaces it's about managing the the balance and the demands of, 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 a, of a thriving city and of a growing city. Yeah and it shouldn't be an either or you know hotel developers aren't interested in some cases aren't interested in building homes um, Are they I interested think, in culture? Um, well I was speaking to Dan O'Connor from JLL yesterday and he pointed out the property agents um, he pointed out that actually the good hotel developers now are so if you take the Devlin in Renala, it has a it has a cinema, it has a, a restaurant and it's not only attracting tourists it's attracting local Dublin people 
So it, the more as more we get more hotels, more hoteliers will be interested in maybe getting the locals, especially if the pandemic happens again. If you could attract the locals in, it'll be good for business. Absolutely. We'll listen to Hazel Chu, Green Party councillor and former Dublin mayor, and to Linda Daly, business reporter at the Sunday Times. Thanks to you both. We'll take a quick break. Email today's CB at rte.ie.